Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Restrictions apply. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. You know, the wind was kind of blowing in on Friday, maybe from in center to the pole there. It's killing things right. And then it went away in about the third inning. So then the stadium got a little jumpy all weekend. The ball was flying. So hats off to the pitching staff. They've done a good job. They did a great job last weekend, too. Started with the two lefties on Friday and then what went on yesterday. Freshman closing and freshman closing again today. I mean, that's some stuff you can build off of. Gives us some more confidence and some options on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. With my boobay tastes like Kool-Aid for the analyst. Girl, I can buy a Wesley girl with my base stuff. I know that it's good. Won't you say that on my taste plus? I get way too petty once you let me do the extras. Pull up on your block and break it down. We playing Tetris. AM to the PM, PM to the AM phone. Up your per diem, you just gotta hate them funk. If I quit your beam, I still rock Mercedes funk. If I quit this season, I still be the greatest funk. My left stroke just went viral. Right stroke, put a baby in a spiral. Soprano C, we like to keep it on the high note. It's levels to it, you and I know. Tell them be humble. Hello. Two hours down, one hour to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It has been a great reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services, where up in Fayetteville there was a lot of things going on. We talked Razorback baseball earlier. Also some uh, additions to the transfer portal for Razorback basketball, too, and doesn't look like they're done yet. But... Razorback football had their spring game on Saturday in Razorback Stadium. I know quite a few people went up there to check that out. So maybe some of you watched it on the SEC Network, and it was pretty fascinating to see some of the some of the new things. But again, it's a practice, so what can you really take away from it? But we are knowing that Sam Pittman going into year four, so it was a big spring for him. So let's talk more about it as we go to the Jones and Sun Diamond and Brown Fine Jewelry Hotline and welcome in Brandon Marcello of 24-7 Sports, covers all things college football, and he was able to check out a little bit of the Razorback spring practice. And Brandon, as always, appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Well, we're doing good, man. And uh, I know that we've talked about some of the things we saw from the uh, Razorback spring game, and some people yell at us because they're like, how could you take anything from spring practice? Well, you also watched the spring game, and I've been covering Razorback spring practice what were some of the things that you saw from this, or at least some of your takeaways? Well, I didn't get to watch the spring game, but I did attend a couple of practices. I was looking at a big picture piece while in town. And, um, you know, one of, the, one of the things that stood out to me was this two new receivers, or two of the new receivers they got on the team, and Isaac Tesla and Andrew Armstrong. I'm not sure how they did in the spring game, but um, they looked very good in the practices I watched and getting open, sneaking through crowds and, uh, sure-handed. Um, they look to be a couple of good additions. And um, and then defensively, a lot of energy out there under coordinator Travis Williams. That's going to be an attacking-style defense, which is kind of commonplace these days in college football, but they're going to be bringing pressure from all over the field. And um, I'm interested to see how that, that defense kind of evolves as they go into this season and how it you know, might differ a little bit from Barry Odom or, or maybe not at all. Uh, considering you know that, that defense last year kind of kind of let down a little bit, I thought, um, and giving up a lot of points and not doing as well in the red zone as you would hope. But to me, just in the three practices I saw, and of course, this is limited you know uh, uh, time, and also a lot of seven on seven work, some team work. Those are the things that really stood out to me. Some of the things that uh, many people have been interested in is the backup quarterback position. Through some of those practices you saw, what did you see from the backup quarterbacks? I think they got work to do. Um, I like Criswell. Um, I, I really like him. Um, I think everybody else <laughs> has some work to do. But having said that, I know Sam Pittman was saying in one of the press conferences I was at that he feels really good because they, they feel like they finally have exited a spring knowing that they've got a good second quarterback. And I think they do too. 
Um, I mean, how could he not with a quarterback as good as he was and the pedigree he, he's coming coming from there? Um, and listen, in the SEC, you better have a backup quarterback ready to start. Uh, SEC fans know that all too well. I think five of the seven SEC West teams last year, maybe six of them, I think it's five, uh, had to start to at least two different quarterbacks last year because of injuries or just because the play wasn't up to their standards. So if you're Arkansas, you better have two ready to go if you want to be in contention for anything when November comes around. Brandon, also uh, the things that we've talked about, and I know we even discussed it with you with the transition from Kendall Bryles to Dan Enos and then uh, Barry Odom uh, to Travis Williams. So there's just been a lot of philosophical defense uh, changes there too. Starting with the offense of Dan Enos, your guy that's been you know, covered Arkansas and, of course, knowing a lot about his time there at Alabama and then in Maryland, now he's back at Arkansas. Just what did you make of what he's been able to bring to the table so far in this spring and what the Arkansas offense and how different it's going to look from a Kendall Bryles offense this past year heading into this season? Yeah, very pro-style. I think the thing that people just noticed in layman terms is that there will be a lot more formation uh, than what you're accustomed to seeing under Kendall Bryles. Um, you know, you're playing so fast in the Kendall Bryles system, you're not really trying to mix the formations, trying to get lined up, take advantage of some mismatches there. Whereas Dan Enos is going to try and scheme you up uh, and get you going. Now, they will speed things up, go hurry up when they need to, but it's not going to be something they're doing every single down like you saw pretty much with Kendall Browse's offense. Um, and having said that, it's going to be uh, fascinating to watch how the team digests that offense when they actually start getting deep into a playbook uh, going into August. You know, listen, I don't think KJ Jefferson will have a problem with it. some of these veteran guys have been around. They know what to expect, but how much of that playbook can you put in there? And how do you try to simplify things when you are throwing so many different formations and different types of plays at them? Um, you're going from a very potent and deadly offense that was simplistic in a lot of ways, but also put something on the players to produce, whereas now the Dan Enos offense, you're going to be asking a lot more from them before the snap when they're going into the huddle, if they do huddle, at times, and of course, right before the snap. So it's a much different way of going about things. And you now everybody talks about terminology and not changing the language a little bit. They're trying to mix the two previous offenses from that standpoint of, hey, where did you call this play beforehand? Well, we'll just keep that, that term for this play uh, to kind of simplify things. But the fact of the matter is there's more kind of to digest here and that's not always easy and I think it's kind of difficult to tell when you're going through a spring whether the team has got a handle on that fully or not because they're not installing the entire playbook so August preseason camp is really fascinating to watch uh, how different things look at this offense where the players are up to speed on it. You mentioned a different type of energy with the defense now something that many fans may be looking forward to is a lot less in three-man fronts from the defense. What what was kind of the base that you saw um, in being able to see some of these practices and some of the differences you saw with the defense? Well, they're still going to utilize a four-two-five. Uh, you know, Travis Williams is very much uh, kind of been uh, just kind of jumped over to that mold a little bit previously at his time at Auburn, working on the staff of Kevin Steele, defensive coordinator, is now at Alabama. But they ran a lot of four two five. They mixed up front. Um, you know, I don't think it'll look really probably all that different from what you saw under Barry Odom previously. It's just he's going to go about scheming things differently, of course. I know fans want to get wrapped up in why are we you know, three man front or a four man front on this guy or whatever. But you know, some some of that stuff's just your base and what you're doing, and, and you're shifting to different things. You're trying to the size thing, the three-man front might actually not be a three-man front. It's probably a four-man front, the way they're trying to size things. But uh, that, that base system is going to be very similar to what Odom ran. Speaking with Brandon Marceau of 24-7 Sports here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Outline. Now, Brandon, you, you wrote an article which was uh, really well done uh, talking about the, the new-look roster for Arkansas with 24-7 Sports. And you, you talked a lot about the culture, and Sam Pittman has about the changes that have been made, whether it's players or or coaches and everything, 
Uh, he kept saying that he's happy where he's at. Uh, it wasn't as bad as what everyone thought it was, but it wasn't as good as I ever thought it was. But w- when just talking with him and hearing about that, what do you feel like was the issue there with the, the culture that Sam Pittman was trying to have, and why is it so much better now than what it was a year ago? You know, the old cliche is not everybody's on the same page. Well, I mean, that, that was the case at Arkansas. Now all the players saw eye-to-eye with each other. They didn't see eye-to-eye with all their coaches. The coaches didn't see eye-to-eye with each other. Coach, some of the coaches didn't see eye-to-eye with their players. It's kind of a really weird mixed bag. Not not everybody was on the same page. Week to week, you didn't quite know what to expect. Um, and there was different reasons for that. And, you know, not to dive into the weeds on that, because honestly, I don't know where we see the little thing, obviously. But um, it's obvious that there were some, you know, everybody's got an ego, and there were some egos involved there, and some got hurt, and some believed that they had, uh, you know, that, that they're, their, their stature was bigger than maybe where it was, or, or maybe rightfully so, they believe they should have been on a bigger bigger stage than what they were. And so when we got that going on, and it becomes such a loud, raucous noise to where it becomes more me, 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 you're hearing the locker room, then, you know, what do we need to do? Um, that becomes distracting, and not just distracting, but it starts becoming part of your culture, your program, it starts getting into the fabric of things. And human nature just start looking over your shoulder and start to question everything around you. And that really, I think, led to the downfall of the team in a lot of ways in some games last year. And so, all that said, a lot of people left this offseason, and there's reasons for it. People don't leave good situations, but they believe they're in a good situation. And so... Some of it was by choice. A lot of it was by choice of their own, but also a lot of it was this needs to happen. You need to go. And so Sam Pittman now is in a spot where he believes that they've got the right guys on the field and on the sideline to where everything's going to be together. Um, you know, the question is, of course, every team feels like that at some point, but can you keep it that way at the first sign of adversity, whether it's off the field or more common? during the season when you lose a game or you have a tight game, tight game or some weird battle stuff going on inside the locker room. Can you keep it together at that point? That's the true test of everything. Arkansas is done with spring practice and spring football as of this weekend. Any kind of advantage to being done with it now because there are other programs that are still participating in it this, this week coming up? Maybe to focus on the transfer portal, but as we're seeing right now, and I know Arkansas has been on a couple of kids right now, Arkansas's got, what, like six or seven spots that they still fill, and might end up adding even more than that, depending on if anybody leaves the program. But it seems like everybody's staying on board as of right now. Um, and Sam Pittman's mentioned that. We've got to have everybody on campus now if you stay here. Um, and so maybe it gives you a little bit more time to focus on the transfer portal. Uh, but having said that, we're seeing here in these first days of this new window, that opened up on Saturday that hasn't quite been the quantity that maybe some of us were expecting. And there really isn't the amount of quality we were expecting either. And, you know, I was talking to some colleagues this morning in one of our morning meetings at 24-7 Sports, and we're talking about how if you are a backup offensive lineman or defensive lineman somewhere and you enter the portal, those guys are getting more calls and more offers being asked to visit than any other position right now because coaches just need big bodies on scholarship and in practices to help with everything. Um, more so than say, you know, well, we just need another receiver just in case. They want an offensive lineman just in case. They can never get enough of those guys. So those are the most popular guys. And right now there just isn't the type of quality out there with any position, but specifically those skill positions. So let's see what happens here the next week or two. We'll have more kids in the play. Um, we've got, I did my count this morning, my database, we've got 40 spring games this week and this weekend coming up compared to about 25 this past weekend. So maybe the transfer portal starts spinning a little bit more wildly, so to speak, starting this upcoming weekend as compared to it just opening up this past week. Brandon, I know we're a long way till football season actually starts, but uh, keeping with the theme of Arkansas, you know, Sam Bateman's entering in year four, and I know you mentioned in your article, and I felt like a lot of Razorback fans agreed, last year was a disappointment. They went seven and six, but felt like it should have been a lot better, but for a lot of the issues that we brought up, 
uh, that was the case. Just what do you make of Arkansas heading into the actual season with the schedule, with who they have back, with the additions that they've made? Can this be a team that takes significant steps forward and gets back on track winning eight, nine games? Or do you see this still being a, a pretty tough roster to deal with in the division to where uh, it may be a little tougher for Arkansas to get back to that point this season? Yeah, you know, seeing some of these other SEC teams and their talent level and everything, it's going to be difficult to win nine games as they did two years ago. I think if Arkansas wins eight games this year in the regular season, that's a massive success. If they win seven in the regular season, I think that's a success. And then when you start saying six wins or five wins, maybe you start talking about being disappointed. And I know fans don't want to hear that because they want to go, well, yeah, seven wins is disappointing to us. But goodness gracious, guys, considering the amount of talent that is out there in the SEC and, of course, across college football, but especially in the SEC West, it is difficult to pick up wins. And based off the schedule and what Arkansas got coming back and what they've lost, you know, getting to eight wins would be really good. Plus, there's just so many questions I have still about a lot of teams. But with Arkansas, is what exactly is this offense going to look like? And are they going to be more successful in the red zone compared to what they were last year? Are they going to be more successful uh, in, on third downs? Are they going to be more of a running offense this year? What, what exactly are we going to see? I trust K.J. Jefferson. I know he's a superstar quarterback. But what are they going to do at receiver? Is there a guy that's going to be the guy? Are there two players that are going to be the guys there? And I know, you know, fans might be going, well, good, Kendall Browse is gone and all this stuff because he struggled in this area and this area. The fact of the matter is they were still breaking records. They were still scoring lots and lots and lots of points. And you look at the Liberty Bowl. I mean, goodness gracious. They had all those guys out in that game, and yet they scored as much as they did and were up big against Kansas before everything went. I went crazy there late. Kendall Brown is a great offensive mind. And I said a year or two ago on this show and previous times here in the state of Arkansas that the worst thing that could happen in an offseason is if you lose Barry Odom and you lose Kendall Brown. Because those are your, probably your greatest assets right now. And Arkansas just lost both of them in the same offseason. So they are going to take a hit. I have a lot of respect for them as play callers and schemers. They are great coordinators. And it, you don't just replace great coordinators overnight. It's going to take some time. But what helps Arkansas is you've got a veteran quarterback to kind of help use that transition. But there's so many questions around them and so many new pieces, as we've seen, through the transfer portal and losing players. So um, it is so difficult to judge teams properly in this day and age with the portal, but especially when you're dealing with a team like Arkansas, or heck, even an Ole Miss this year, which lost six assistant coaches compared to Arkansas losing five, where you've got half of your staff being brand new, too. Yeah, and I was actually going to transition from my next question, too, Brandon, because I felt like at the end of last season, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Auburn, and A&M, those were the four teams in the SEC West that were disappointing, disappointed with the way it ended. Obviously, Ole Miss lost four straight to end the season. We know Arkansas, Auburn had to change coaches. A&M changed coordinators, too. But as far as those four teams, who do you think makes the biggest jump? Who do you think of those four teams ends up having not only a good year, but taking a next step forward to where they possibly flirt with 10 wins? Uh, A&M just because they got the talent to do so, and they made a great upgrade at offensive coordinator Bobby Petrillo. Um, you know, everybody was looking at their spring game this past week and go, well, they still can't score. They're not beating the ball. Listen, a lot of these spring games, they design them certain ways, these coaches and everything, but I can tell you watching tape of it, uh, the play calls were very vanilla. <laughs> they weren't really doing anything. So, Or even playing at the tempo they're going to be playing at. But a and got the talent. They got the they got top ten talent already, and they got to coach them up to that to live up to those expectations. I think the teams that are really going to be something else in, in the SEC this year are going to be LSU, A and M, and Alabama. And that sounds boring, but you know I think A and M will make a big jump back into that fray. And then among the others, I really like what I'm hearing at Ole Miss. Uh, about their quarterback situation. They brought in Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State to kind of push Jackson Dart, the incumbent starter from last year, and by all 
feedback I've gotten, not just from the spring game, but through spring practices. Eric Jackson Dart has responded and has been doing very, very well. And throughout their spring practices, whether it's team drills, you know, scrimmages there, uh, the spring game this past Saturday, he threw a grand total of one interception the entire time. And they're throwing the ball a lot, as you guys know. And um, I think they're in a very good spot at quarterback compared to where they were a year ago. When Jackson Dart came in with the world expected of him and kind of fell short of that, I think that they've got him back on track. Well, Brandon, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. Great stuff. I know college football uh, may be taking a little bit of a break, but it's ongoing with portals and recruiting and all of that. So it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to discuss, a lot of fun to talk about, and enjoy it while you can, man. And we look forward to catching up with you later down the road. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, appreciate it. Again, that was Brandon Marcello of 24-7 Sports joining us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. So, uh, but yeah, that was something I thought was, was fascinating. We were talking about Arkansas and, and the disappointment. Like, man, you had four SEC West teams that were pretty disappointed uh, with how things ended and felt like they should have been better. And I think that's why a lot of changes were made to those four teams when it comes to coordinators or head coach. And, of course, the unfortunate passing of Mike Leach. Mississippi State was not one of those teams, but they got a new coach in. But still... Yeah, somebody's got to finish last in this division. Some, somebody's got to have a tough year, and uh, if those, one of those four teams end up having another tough year, people are going to be pretty upset by it, too. You would expect that Mississippi State may be one of those teams to take a step back, and one of those other four teams probably takes the spot at third in the SEC West. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that's just anything against Brandon either, but when he talks about it, you know, A&M's got the talent. Yeah, they've had the talent. They've had the talent, but I don't know, maybe Petrino's the answer there for offense, but uh, it's it's going to be a competitive division, once again, as it always is in the SEC West. And football will be here before you know it. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will have your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. And keep it moving on a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. Care is a system of medical providers dedicated to bringing you the highest quality of health care. Our care, so you can live your story. Sports Center. In the NBA playoffs over the weekend, the Lakers beat the Grizzlies 128-112 as the Los Angeles role players stepped up. Rui Hachimura had 29 points and 6 rebounds in 30 minutes, while Austin Reeves had 23 points, including a 9-0 run by himself in the fourth quarter. For Memphis, star point guard Ja Morant injured his hand. His status for the rest of the series is currently unknown. In the East, the Heat pulled off an upset, beating the Bucks 130-117 in Game 1. Jimmy Butler had 35 points in the win. Miami also was bit by the injury bug as Tower Hero broke his hand and will miss four to six weeks, so likely the rest of the playoffs. Milwaukee's Giannis Antetokounmpo landed on his tailbone and tried to play through it, but ultimately played only 10 minutes. After the game, coach Mike Budenholzer said the x-ray was clean. And tonight in the NBA playoffs, the 76ers will host the Nets up 1-0 in the series at 6-30. Then the Kings will host the Warriors up 1-0 at 9. Both of those games will be on TNT. I'm Christian Weaver for the Buzz Radio Network. Hey, crazy month last month. March, Mitch making us take all that money off them trucks. Oh, Ryan, Mitch said 8000 off. Man, maybe this month would be a lot smoother. Gosh. Hey, guys, I got an idea to make it $10,000 off this month. How? We need extra trade-ins, right? With $2,000 trade-in incentives, you get $10,000 off all-new 23 Ram Bighorn trucks in stock. If you don't believe us, make that beautiful drive right here to Heber Springs. Check us out online at redriverdodge.com during Ram Truck Month. Tune in each weekday morning from 6 to 10 for Morning Mayhem with David Basil, Roger Scott, Justin Moore, and me, RJ Hawk, from the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studios. Like Oakland Racing Casino Resort on Facebook and stay up to date with news and special promotions. Springtime in Arkansas means we turn our attention to the many waterways our state has to offer. Nothing's more enjoyable than floating or fishing one of the great streams and rivers in the natural state. This spring, do it in style in a new kayak or canoe from Arch Marine in North Little Rock. Morning Mayhem will be live in Little Rock Friday morning, broadcasting from Arkansas Urology with a preview of Saturday's free health screening event. Hear from Arkansas Urology doctors. They tell you all you need to know about your urological health. 
Meet Joe A, Hi. Joe B, Hello. and Joe C. What's up? Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B is cruising toward his new ride with Autosave. And Joe C's Chase banker is helping him budget to go back to school. Tools that help protect. Support for what's next. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase. Make more of what's yours. Chase Mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Messaging and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Uh, da, da, da. Yes, we do have availability. Those dates for how many guests? Andrea's Boutique Hotel is the destination to tie the knot. Oh, you want the whole property. She needs an assistant to catch the bookings bouquets. 249 guests, huh? Oh, and three dogs. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, people are still looking for lending options, and you guys have it. You know, RJ, whether it's a home equity or a mortgage loan or even commercial lending, we're ready to help. And Chris, if you're not in the market for a loan right now, but you just have general banking needs, you guys have that covered as well. We have world-class respected products and highly competitive rates, all delivered by people that you know on a first-name basis. Experience the Southern Bank difference today by visiting bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal house. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Josenberger leads at first with one away, reached on an air. Here's the 3-2 on Wagner. Josenberger taking off, hit high in the air, and struck well. Deep to right center field. Dylan Cruz going back, leaps up at the wall, and it's out of here. A two-run jack. Jared Wagner depositing his 10th bomb of the year, 41st of the season for the Hawks, and they strike first and in a hurry. On 103.7 The Buzz. It is Out of Bounds here on a Reaction Monday, and i got to tell you, folks, Squatney Chevrolet is going to have you covered for each and every one of your vehicle needs, but they are also doing a great job working hard to bounce back and help people bounce back from the recent storms here in the state of Arkansas. A lot of people have been left without their homes or even their personal vehicles, and in that situation, a person doesn't even have a trade, no way that they can get a vehicle. Therefore, they will not receive a sales tax credit that they would have to pay otherwise with Guatney Chevrolet. How great is that? They're helping with that this month by paying sales tax on all vehicles sold in April, new and pre-owned. That's right. No matter what vehicle is on the lot there, Guatney Chevrolet, the, pay, the sales tax will be paid by Guatney. You will not own owe anything that's new and pre-owned. In addition to that, any resident of Pulaski Cross or Lono County will receive an additional $1,000 rebate on any new Chevrolet they have an active storm damage insurance claim on their current vehicle. They still have 0% interest, too, on 2022 Silverados when you're financing with GM and qualified buyers, as well as 1.9% APR available on the new Equinox. And they got plenty of inventory, whether it's pre-owned, whether it's brand new. 
Guani Chevrolet has you covered right there in Jacksonville, 1301 TP White Drive. You can also check them out at GuaniChevrolet.com. And when it comes to Chevys, there's no other place because they are the number one Chevy dealer here in the state of Arkansas. Again, right off the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville, Guani Chevrolet and GuaniChevrolet.com. Also want to make sure that we mention uh, the great event that's happening this week on Wednesday night. It is Rockin' Relief. It's going to be having at Stickies right there in Little Rock, and it's an effort to address all the long-term and immediate needs for Central Arkansas communities uh, after all the storms that came through, and it's going to be happening from 6 to 10 p.m. You're going to have Justin Moore, which we know uh, we love Justin Moore here on 103.7 The Buzz. Uh, He's going to be in attendance as well as a few other artists you may have heard of, uh, Blaine Howard, Bad Habit, and I think a really cool deal is the auction items. We're having a silent auction that's going to be a part of it. I have a list here. And it would take probably the rest of the show to read because we have that many great items that are going to be involved. So if you uh, want to check it out or if you haven't had a chance to check it out, go to 1037thebuzz.com right now. $20 tickets are on sale right now. It's going to be a great event helping out people that desperately need it too. You can also check out stickies.com if you want to do it that way too. But no matter how it happens, be be there. Come on out. It's going to be a great event. Great music, great entertainment, great food, great vibes, great everything. And so we are looking forward to a rockin' relief. Uh, yeah, so it's been a great reaction Monday, but uh, I will say that uh, with all the stuff going on over the weekend and, and sports, we're going to have some updates for you probably in three and out because we've had some headlines develop over time too, just uh, from the national scale as well as the local scale as well. But we'll have that for you. But since it was a uh, woo pig weekend, as you like to call it, we do have to do your Razor Aug update presented by True Service. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! On by Nangay! This is your Razor Hog Update on Out of Bounds, presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union, where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. All right, so for your Razor Hog Update, got a few things going on over the hill. Of course, Arkansas sweeping Tennessee was huge, and Dave Van Horn was really pleased with uh, not only the performance, but also the way that his pitching staff has been able to come along. Great, especially when you look at the, the way the wind was blowing the last two days. And, you know, the wind was kind of blowing in on Friday from from right, maybe from in center to the to the pole there. It's killing things right. And then it, it, it went away in about the third inning, so then the, the stadium got a little jumpy. So realistically, you know, all weekend the ball was flying. So... Uh, hats off to the pitching staff. They've they've done a good job. They did a great job last weekend too. And you know, it started with the two lefties on Friday, and then what went on yesterday. Freshman closing and freshman closing again today. I mean, that's some stuff you can build off of, and 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 gives us more some more confidence and, and some options on the weekend. Yeah, and Dylan Carter was one of those guys, as well as Christian Foucher, that just the way that they were pitching on Sunday was was quite the performance. Really, really gutsy performance by Dylan Carter. Uh, and I wasn't sure exactly how many pitches. I knew he was near 70. But really, you know, we had him up and down a couple times yesterday, so that counts as pretty much pitching. And we just felt like that he kind of got better there in the in the eighth. Probably think, I mean, we were thinking that's ah, probably it. And then he, he wanted to go back out. He had a really good, really quick eighth. And uh, I think he just ran out of gas. And then, obviously, Christian came in and, you know, he's one of the younger guys we had left in the bullpen, but we we just you kind of got to you had to go what your eyes tell you. You know, what, what you see and what we've been seeing is Christian's been throwing good, been throwing better than some other guys, and he's hard to hit. Caleb Cowley also had a really good weekend, and he's someone that struggled at the very beginning of the season, but his hitting has really come around. I think you know on both sides of the ball, the offensive side, I think he's he's starting to get comfortable. He got a big backside single today. Uh, I mean, he's he's hit the ball good, and uh, and in the field he's getting comfortable. I think he's getting comfortable on both sides, and he he knows when he comes to the park right now that that he's playing. He probably you know can relax on that a little bit, and that's what happens. We're just waiting for somebody to take that job. I mean, that was his at the beginning of the beginning of the season, and it, he got off to a really slow start on both really offensively and defensively, and I think now he's. 
he's he's kind of finding it, and uh, he's been a big help. Razorbacks will be taking on UCA tomorrow night up there in Baumwalker Stadium, but we know Razorback football also had their spring practice, and Pittman was pretty pleased, especially with the wide receivers. The thing that our wideouts have done this spring is they're, they're catching the football. I mean, they, I mean, Landon Rogers was out there catching balls today, and, and you know that they're catching the ball. I think today, overall, you look at four or two, nine, eight. You know, backs got a pass or two. Two made a really nice grab across the middle and then did something with it. So Broden's the one that's a little behind uh, because he hadn't practiced as much. But I think there's a ton of potential there, and we saw it before he was injured. I like that guy. I like that group. There's not, a, you know, drama in that group or anything like that. They go to work. Uh, they want to get better. I think they've got silent leaders in there. But I think Satagna obviously shown how much he's he's improved uh, over uh, since since the bowl game. Yeah, not only Satania, but the wide receiver is getting a lot of love from Pittman, but also K.J. Jefferson, the guy that's actually going to be throwing them the ball this year. He's made great strides this spring. Uh, he's really embraced it. Uh, the whole receiver room has really embraced the competition level. They come in each and every day ready to work. So in that room, is just iron sharpening iron. And I'm glad Isaiah got a chance to uh, showcase his talents today, his athleticism, and uh, he made some really good catches down the field and across the middle and stuff like this. I mean, I mean, we always knew that Isaiah had the potential to play in his league, and just being able to just showcase his talents today is just really just amazing. Yeah, so I said Centennial not only is feeling the praise from everybody surrounding him, but then his confidence level seems to be at an all-time high, too. I mean, I feel like I'm a lot better player than I was last year. I mean, just the new schemes that we're drawing up and stuff, and they're throwing great passes and stuff. So, I mean, like I said uh, in my earlier interview, like, I just got to do the easy part. I just got to catch the ball. I mean, they're doing the hard part. Finally, for spring football, Sam Pittman is a big offensive line guy, and there's been some changes there. How do you feel like they're developing and coming along? I believe that you find your tackles. And you can, I mean, a lot of guys will say, well, you've got to find a left tackle. Well, what if you don't have a right tackle? It ain't going to be too good either. I believe you got to find your tackles and, and your center. And then after that, and I'm not saying that guards, I mean, aren't important. They're really important. But I think you got to come out of there going, who can protect the edge? And who can run the offense? And the center is that guy. And I feel really confident with Bo. And then, you know, I think we've found something in Kodis out there, um, especially with him having three three years to play. We also feel good about you know, Tyke East and some guys out there as well. Marion's played out there. But to look at Kudis out there, I think that was huge for us, and we did that about maybe six, seven practices ago. And then finally, Razorback basketball getting a big addition, once again out of the transfer portal, Eli Ellis out of Louisville, and they're not done yet. They're still working through the portal. Got to average 18 point, or seven, about 18 points a game and four and a half assists per game. He will be joining Arkansas's roster this season. So there you have it. There is your Razor Hog update. Also, uh, uh, real quick from Razorback Realist on Asher Record, they've been asking about Barry Dunning. It's like, I believe he was a highly recruited guy. I believe he wanted to stay on the Hill. I also believe he was asked to leave. Does that mean Musk had to run off a highly recruited athlete? Do you believe otherwise? No. I mean, I assume he got ran off. So, or, And I hate using the word run off because I don't know what the conversation was like. Uh, it may have just been something to where it's like, hey, we, I mean, we know you want to come back, but, you know, right now we look to just, you know, it'd be better for you to go a different direction. We're going to go a different direction. I don't think it was something where it just comes in like, hey, you're off the team because you're terrible. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like runoff has such a bad connotation to it. The numbers have to be worked out, and that's something we've talked about over the past couple of weeks, and this is just a case of the numbers being worked out. Yeah, and that's Nolan Richardson's what he always says. The numbers will work themselves out, but at the end of the day, you got to treat everybody as pros at this point in time, and that's the way it's going. Is it good? Is it bad? Don't really know, but it's we're going to find out this season whether or not it works out for both people involved. All right, we're up against it. We've got one final commercial break. It's been flying by today, but when we come back, we'll get to three and out. Close up shopping, get you ready for Drive Time Sports. All coming up next. Why?
Gemini wrestle over high interest rates when you can get 0%? Watney Chevrolet in Jacksonville is laying all incentives on the table, including 0% on new Silverados, 1.9% on new Equinox, no payments for 90 days, and sales tax paid on all new and pre-owned vehicles. Call 501-982-2102-1301 TPY Drive in Jacksonville. Take the Gregory Street exit. WatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. Some people don't do well under pressure. At Northern Tool and Equipment, we do it best. Whether you're spraying down the shop or getting the winter grime off your house, a Northern Tool pressure washer says you're serious about spring cleaning. From an all-electric power horse to a Honda-powered North Star, we'll help you build your perfect cold or hot water package with all the chemicals, attachments, and everything you need for the job ahead. Northern Tool and Equipment. We're made for this. Come see us in-store or shop online at northerntool.com. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. Few traditions are as all-American as buying Girl Scout cookies. The Scouts learn entrepreneurship, and the organization receives much-needed funds. But this year, the runaway popularity of Flavor Raspberry Rally has taught the girls another lesson. Price gouging. While these cookies quickly sold out, their price on the secondary market increased up to 500%. Opportunism and greed have caused some to disregard the mission of the Girl Scouts to make a buck, but not for the girls. Come on, guys. Do better. Double B's always offers quality food for fair prices. You won't be price gouged or taken advantage of. In fact, Double B's offers many specials each month. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Arkansas weather can go from mild one day to wild the next. So make sure you have experience on your side. Barry Brandt, Todd Jacobian, Melinda Mayo, and James Bryant. Channel 7 Weather, the team with the most experience. Admired by his peers and beloved by his state, Channel 7 Sports Director Steve Sullivan is the newest inductee into the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame. Congratulations, Sully, a true legend of Arkansas sports broadcasting. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros makes automotive service and tire buying simpler, always treating customers like family. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros is family-owned and operated, built on honesty and friendly service. Stop in today to shop our wide selection of Continental and General Tires, all backed by a nationwide warranty. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, service like your daddy used to get. Stop in today or online at allabouttireandbrake.com. Imagine it's the last ride, but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC are taking you for a ride. What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way? Or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about treating it with Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Kane is in the building. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are boom out of here. All right. It is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into uh, as far as uh, some updates for, like we mentioned, some of the sports side of things. 
before we get into some of more of the entertainment news and everything. But Giannis went through an MRI, and the Bucks are optimistic about his current status because they say that uh, it's uh, something that is not as serious as maybe what they originally thought, but it was a lower back contusion, and they say that they're uh, feeling good that he will be returning here soon. He's just very sore right now. So if you're a Bucks fan, that's definitely big and uh, we know injuries have been playing a major part in the NBA so far, but having Giannis, arguably the best player in the entire world at the game of basketball, getting him back is going to be very important for the Bucks. Yeah, too. Coach Budenholzer said that uh, they're fortunate they get a couple more days between games one and two, and it gives them some extra time to rest, that they're staying positive and optimistic, and uh, they're just going to continue to monitor. But uh, he did have that MRI, which it came back clean, so that's the most encouraging sign. Jim Nance. Here's a case of we always talk about how someone is taken up for their guy and the current guy that they're working with or current teammates. He says that uh, the criticism of Tony Romo was a bit unfair. He says, I didn't understand it. Tony is the best. He's the absolute best, and he's one of my best friends. So, of mm. course, he's going to have his back because he says he's one of his best friends. And he also said that there's nothing wrong with their chemistry I've never had better chemistry with anybody in my career than Tony. So he's uh, he's taken up for his guy. So everybody that says the chemistry is off and that there are issues with Jim Nance and Tony Romo, Jim Nance says not the case. Yeah, he's putting that one to bed. I thought it was really funny, too, over the weekend. Cody Bellinger, who used to be a Dodger, uh, was having his first game back in L.A. because, you know, he played with the Dodgers and, uh, you know, we ha- it happens a lot of times there in sports. A player will come back. Sometimes there's a lot of animosity. But in other cases, there is a, a lot of love that gets thrown. Well, he's with the Cubs. Well, when he goes up to bat, he gets a standing ovation. Everyone's going crazy for him. And, you know, he's kind of soaking it all in. But uh, he guess he soaked it in a little bit too much because he got an automatic strike called on him for a pitch clock violation as he was soaking in all of the, the, uh, all the pomp and circumstance to go along with it, too. So it was a cool moment on TV, but as soon as he got hit with that strike, it was kind of like, oh, okay, all right, well, I guess uh, he's still, yeah, still got to think about that pitch clock now, Cody, but uh, still a really funny moment there with his return. With the emergence of the XFL, USFL, we wonder about former Razorbacks at times and what they're doing. T.J. Hammonds, he's playing in the XFL, and he scored a touchdown this weekend with the Sea Dragons taking on the Battle Hawks in St. Louis. And uh, the Sea Dragons, they were able to avoid being eliminated from playoff contention because of getting the win. But T.J. Hammonds was a big part of that where uh, you saw that the speed and the shiftiness that everybody would always question as to why he wasn't on the field more for Arkansas but he put that on display and scoring the touchdown. I'd say after Bielma saw that uh, touchdown get scored, I'm sure he said hey, he doesn't need to play next game. He needs to sit on the bench. Uh, we can't have to, can't have touchdowns being scored. Uh, so this is kind of an interesting thing. We talk about the Commanders, of course, uh, you know, and, and the and the sell that they're going through, and apparently a seven billion dollar cash offer by DC Navid Brian Davis was made to buy the team. Well, Sean Merriman, uh, which we know is a very iconic linebacker in the NFL. He, he, he took it to task where he saw this report and went on social media. It says, B.S., Brian Davis doesn't have the funds. He tried to get me $3 million, and I took his bleep to court, and I won $4 million. He owes a bunch of athletes money, and the other owners will never, ever approve of this. And somebody asked him, like, oh, so you're saying he's a scammer? He says, in my opinion, yes, he absolutely is a scammer. So, and it's just one man's opinion and everything, but uh, considering uh, the amount of money that's being offered there, and if you got someone like Sean Merriman coming out and saying that, uh, there's some problems there. Who knows? Maybe that'll come up in as far as trying to approve the purchase for Brian Davis in the $7 billion. Mike Tomlin's son, Dino Tomlin, plays for Boston College. They had their spring game this weekend. Dino scored a touchdown, and he did a dance to celebrate after the touchdown. Mike Tomlin was in the, in the stands, and he was seen smiling, and he later tweeted, The dad in me finds this quite funny. The coach in me, not so much. LOL. <laughs> So I I think it's always a little funny when people like celebrities or athletes or whatnot they kind of uh, maybe look at themselves a little bit differently or, or think that they're too big or too uh, you know large to do something that most human beings do. But Anthony Bass, uh, who is a baseball player, he was complaining on Twitter because he he tagged United Airlines. He says the flight attendant on United 
just made my 22-week pregnant wife traveling with my 5-year-old and 2-year-old get on her hands and knees to pick up the popcorn mess made by my youngest daughter. Are you freaking kidding me? And I see that, and I'm like, and, and his wife is really upset too, but I'm like, well, you, 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 why are you giving your kids popcorn and they're making a mess all over the plane? Like Somebody's got to clean that up, and that's not something that... You know, people should have to get on their hands and knees and do. But then he started going after other people because they were like, dude, a decent human being, uh, you're not going to give your kid popcorn on the plane because it is going to be a mess. But if it is going to be a mess, you got to be prepared to clean it up. And he goes, you're a perfect parent. You can do no wrong. Of course, being uh, sarcastic about it. Anyways, I'm like, hey, I understand you don't want your you know, your pregnant wife or your kids or everything like that. But you just, you know, maybe look at that in a perspective of somebody else would have to clean that up and maybe uh, think of some different food to bring. That's all. No reason to be irate by it, though. A man in Oregon, Colin McCarthy, he was seen in the streets, and uh, he was throwing out money. And so there were people that they were uh, they picked up the money, and they felt like this was a blessing. And McCarthy said that he's doing well and wanted to bless others with gifts of money. And uh, he threw out the tune of about $200,000. Now, the problem with this is several family members said he drained family bank accounts and threw out the money, so he wasn't criminally charged with anything, but the family members are going to take him to court and uh, plan on filing some kind of suit against him to see if they could possibly get their money back, but that money has been picked up by others, and he doesn't have the money, so don't know where that would come from. How come I can't never be around when these things happen? He was throwing money out of a window or out of their house or just driving by leaving a bag of cash somewhere. I need to have that happen in my life. Uh, not surprising, but still kind of interesting, where Gen Z, apparently they hate talking on the phone. And the more I think about it, the more it makes sense. They just they don't like talking on the phone. But what they do love doing are voice memos. It's when they send an audio clip of themselves instead of just actually talking on the phone. And a lot of the reasons being is because they say that they can think about what they're going to say or at least hear back what they're going to say. And if they can't respond right away, it gives them time to be able to wait until they do get a chance to respond. But still, it says 62% of everyone has sent an audio message, 30% of them using at least once a week. Once a week. But now it looks like Gen Z, they don't, they compare, they, 95% of them say they'd rather send a voice memo than actually talk on the phone, which is just absurd. There's a list of uh, things that adults are missing from their childhood, and this is according to BroBible.com. And just some of the things on here, spending time playing outdoors, waking up feeling excited on your birthday, thought that that may still be a thing even though you're an adult, being cooked for, having your laundry done, and waking up without a care in the world, and most importantly, school holidays. That's what they miss the most. So people have uh, their medicine cabinets. A lot of them have them in their bathroom, maybe behind their mirror. But apparently, you shouldn't store anything in the medicine cabinet, like medicine, because high humidity shortens the shelf life from a shower. No makeup, because it'll uh, cause some problems with bacteria. Spare razor blades or rust out. Teeth whitening gel, because it'll be a problem. And also painted wood furniture. I don't know why you would, I guess if you made your uh, medicine cabinet out of that, because obviously heat and humidity make it expand and then it starts cracking off. So if you have one of those, that's a problem. may need to change your behavior there to keep your stuff lasting a lot longer. Appreciate everybody listening in Out of Balance today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbors. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon. Stay tuned, folks. we got Drive Time Sports coming up next. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-4000.